welcome to Mormonish, everybody, where we are finding joy on the other side of Mormonism. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Landon. And we both have colds today. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hopefully you can understand this and we're going to make sense. But we wanted to forge ahead because we have an amazing guest that we've been trying to get on for a while. Our colds have kind of set us back a little while. And we said, we're not going to wait any longer. We have the amazing Bill Knowlton on with us today. How are you, Bill? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Sorry that you've been under the weather, but I'm happy we're able to connect today. We are connecting today. And how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, physically, I'm okay. I'm I'm doing well. Yeah. Physically, you're all right. Good. Because uh, I think Landon and I think you may have to carry the whole show if both of us start coughing or wheezing <laughs> or buried by Kleenex. Anything can happen here. So. If, if, if that's the case, we're in trouble. Yeah. It's okay. Our listeners are very forgiving. I, I think they're entertained by what whatever we do. So anyway, Bill um, Knowlton is an, a, a friend of ours first, has been a friend for a while. And so we were really excited to get him on the show because he is involved in so many fascinating projects and wonderful projects. He is an attorney. He is involved in building low-income housing um, across several states, and most importantly, he is the founder of a new apparel company called Ally Parent Apparel. So we're going to delve into all the amazing things and projects that Bill is um, involved in today. And we first and, and we're oh, all wearing we're all wearing the apparel. I was just going to say that you might notice that we have a certain kind of look to what we are wearing today. This is Ally Parent Apparel, and we're going to show some slides um, of some of the other things that are available. But it's an amazing clothing line that has an incredible origin story. And so I think we're just going to dive right in and we'll start just, why don't you just start right off, Bill, by just telling us a little bit about you and your story. Sure. Well, guys, I appreciate what you guys are doing uh, with the podcast, with the book club, with all the other um, amazing ventures you're involved with to bring the community together, to have meaningful conversations done in a spirit of understanding and love and um, collaboration. And I think that's what's missing most in our society, particularly in our little subculture um, in the in the Mormon faith or the post-Mormon faith, however you you identify um, so a little bit about me. I'm I'm a uh, I come from pioneer stock. Um, my my ancestors crossed the plains, uh, having joined the church uh, in Europe and in uh, upstate New York and in um, in Illinois. Crossed the plains via covered wagon and handcart. Um, I grew up in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, grew up in the Sugar House area and and on the East Bench. Um, I often joke that my ward growing up was kind of the Mormon royalty, right? You had Howard W. Hunter, who was the prophet, was in my ward. I took the sacrament to him when I was a deacon, when he was uh, homesick. Uh, no pressure there, right? None no, whatsoever to take the sacrament to, to the prophet. Right, right, right. Um, M. Russell Ballard was in my stake. My stake president growing up was John M. Huntsman Sr., um, we had a number of billionaires that were in our in our ward and in our stake. And the the man who brought the Olympics to Utah, Tom Welch, was in my ward. Um, wow. The man who did Radio Free Europe was in my ward. Um, the guy who ran KSL. Uh, I mean, all of these just movers and shakers. Um, my father uh, was very dear friends with Thomas S. Monson, and Thomas S. Monson actually set me apart 
when I went on my mission, my mission was in East Africa in the countries of Uganda, Kenya, Ethiopia, and Tanzania. And at the time it was the largest geographic mission in the church. Um, I was the assistant to the mission president on my mission in, in high school. Uh, I was on seminary council, graduated seminary, went on a mission, was the assistant to the president, came home, attended the university of Utah. Uh, I was in the honors college student government and active in the Greek system. I was in the Sigma Chi fraternity. And I was also actively involved in the Institute of religion up there. Uh, got married in the temple in the Salt Lake Temple, um, was married by the guy who sealed us was Bob Rice, who Rice Eccles Stadium is named after. Um, you are a who's who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, started having kids, was elders quorum president, young men's president, gospel doctrine teacher. And as it relates to my faith journey, um, so when I was, when I was born, uh, my biological father passed away from a medical accident when I was 18 months old. And then when I was four years old, my mom married Hooper Knowlton, who is my father, as far as anything's concerned. He adopted me and my two older brothers, gave us his name, raised us as his own. But he still to this day has never been sealed to my mom because a woman can only be sealed to one man, but a man can be sealed to multiple women. And so from a very young age, I had all of these issues that I was like, well, that's curious. How, how does that work? And I, And it was always the same answer, you know. It comes down to faith. When we get to the other side, Heavenly Father's not going to allow anyone to be unhappy or have anything left undone. So just put it on the shelf. So I was born in July of 1978. June 30th, 1978 is when proclamation number two came out regarding uh, blacks and the priesthood. And I, I know blacks in the isn't the politically correct term, but that's how the people in the church refer to it. And it's basically anyone of African descent could then go to the temple and then be a priesthood holder. Prior to that, um, they couldn't. And that was always an issue for me. I was always like, well, how, what? I've read the Book of Mormon where it says all are alike unto God. Doesn't matter if you're bond or free, black or white, all are alike unto God, but not until 1978. How, how does that work? And then I get called to this mission, which the church had no missionaries in black Africa until basically the late 80s, early 90s. And in most of Africa, it wasn't until the late 90s. Um, they had a presence in South Africa, um, which came from the European descendants who were sent there. Interestingly enough, uh, there have been Mormons in South Africa longer than there's been Mormons in Utah uh, because they sent missionaries there and then the missionaries stayed and just really interesting uh, information. So um, in 2015, I went to Deseret Book because I'm a voracious reader. And I, I bought a book called Rough Stone Rolling, and it's written by a very, very smart, well-respected history professor or emeritus history professor from Columbia University. And he was the blankety blank chair of American history at Columbia University. His name was uh, Richard Bushman, and he's also an LDS stake president. And I was in the second chapter and I was reading it before going to bed. And I read about Joseph Smith starting his relationship with a 14-year-old maid in his home in Nauvoo named Fanny Alger. Never heard that name before. Right. And then I was reading in this book that I bought at Deseret Book, talking about how he hid the relationship from Emma and Fanny's parents for months. And I was like, wait, what? And then I read about how Oliver Cowdery walked in on them uh, having sex in the barn and how Oliver Cowdery was subsequently excommunicated for calling Joseph on the carpet about that. 
And it was only after that, that the revelation on polygamy came. And so <clears throat> I'm a lawyer by training. And when, when, when uh, queried about why uh, he was carrying on adultery with Fanny Alger, Joseph quipped back with a lawyer response. He said, I never committed adultery because I was married to her. Yes, I was married, the loophole. And oh. I was like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what, what is this? And so it just sent me down this rabbit hole. And so I want to preface this. Many, many people that are important to me in my life that I love and respect and cherish are still active, faithful members of the LBS church. And so anything I'm saying now relates to my faith journey. I'm not casting aspersions or judgment on anyone who still is an active member of the church. If it serves you and it, you get fulfillment out of it, God bless you. I'm. It's It's great. That's wonderful. That has not been my experience. And so what I'm sharing with you is my journey. That doesn't mean it's everyone else's journey. And so I just want to <laughs> put that out there. Um, but I've heard the phrase used by the brethren about lazy learners. So <laughs> as I went down this path, I created a list of 27 items that I called my quest for truth. And it ranges from the first vision, the Book of Mormon, the Kinderhook Plates, polygamy, Book of Abraham, Blacks and the Priest, I mean, all the way down. Um, and the further I dug, the more questions I had. And this was from all, and I have a, a little document with URL links to Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.org or LDS.org, which by the way, they change the URLs from time to time to, to keep you on your toes. Yes, yes um, they do. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't figure it out. And so I reached out to a man by the name of Patrick Mason. Patrick is the the church's lead historian. He's the Claremont College Chair of Mormon Studies in California. And I asked him a series of questions. And he basically said, you have all the facts. Like, because I kept, I remember praying and I prayed, this took, this is about a five year, about a four year journey. I prayed vigorously saying, Heavenly Father, show me where I'm mistaken. Show me where my facts are incorrect. Show me where I have gone down a rabbit hole that is false or as a fraud or that is full of lies. And I, I didn't, I couldn't. And so I remember I gave my last gospel doctrine lesson at my ward on a Sunday. And that next Monday I sent my resignation email to church headquarters. And it was the most profoundly devastating moment of my life. Um, my identity was shaken. I, I, my faith was shattered. Um, I felt lied to, I felt betrayed. I felt that I had done something wrong. I felt all of these, just all these emotions. I had gained a bunch of weight during that time. I was taking five different medications for depression and anxiety. Uh, my cholesterol and blood pressure were through the roof. I mean, it was all of these just terrible, terrible things. And you know, the, the most interesting thing happened. Um, so that was, that event happened. And then about a year later, my marriage ended that I'd, I've been married for 17 years. And so I had all of these gigantic paradigm shifts in my life and the light and hope and health that came to me after some of these changes has been remarkable. Um, I will now bump into people uh, that I, that were in my former ward or that were in my former neighborhood. And they'll, they'll say, 
wow, like what's changed? What are you doing? Are you on a diet? Are you exercising? And my response is always the same. I said, I've gotten rid of a lot of toxicity in my life. And wow, your, your countenance has totally changed then. <laughs> and, and in this sense, in a great way, you know, we're always accused of that. Oh, the light's gone out of your eyes or your countenance has changed, but now they're noticing this amazing change. Wow. That's wonderful. So in a nutshell, that's my story. Um, that's how I got to this point. And so, um, uh, about a year ago, um, I've had a number of, of friends and family members in my life who have come out to me as being part of the LGBTQ plus community. One of my mom's dearest friends until she passed away was this brilliant hairdresser in downtown Salt Lake who happens to be a woman who happens to be married to a woman. And she's she's like family to us. And my, my dad's best friend, who's been best friends since they were, they were little, who was also a stake president, left the church in his 60s and is now married to a man. And so all of these um, things in my life that I said, you know, I really need to start being more authentic about this. And so I have, I've got five children. I have family members, um, friends, you know, all of that. And some of them have come out to me as, as being gay or lesbian or transgender or any of that. And I said, you know, I really ought to um, get a hat or get a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or a coffee mug or a water bottle that just says, hey, I'm an ally. You know, and the word ally means friend. It means confidant. It means helper. Um, and so I went on online and I I just couldn't find anything that, that resonated with me. It was either like really, really, uh, I don't even know the right word, like extreme or yeah. flamboyant or just right. really loud. Or it was just really, really ugly. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I don't know anything about fashion, about apparel, about t-shirts, hats, anything, but what the hell? And so well, I you created- know what you would wear. And, and, the- and that's a great litmus test. You're average guy. What would you wear? You know? And, so and so if you guys can both back up and you can see yeah, what you're wearing. So, like get up here and, a little and, bit. And my hat that I'm wearing. So no matter what we say or do, there will be certain people- they will never wear a rainbow. They, they just, they associate it with extreme viewpoints or with things that are just go against the grain so much. They'll never wear a rainbow. And so that's why we have offerings like what Landon is wearing that has very generic messaging. We all belong. Love. This is something you could wear right to the office or to work and, and no one would be offended. Yeah. I, I, and and it complements my gray hair pretty well with the black color. So, uh, no, it's a, it's a very nice looking shirt. Absolutely. And, and, you know, our the messaging behind all of our products is very, um, it's very universal. Love saves lives. Choose kindness. Yep, we all I'm belong. Yep. The world is better because of you. And so what I often tell people is there is nothing wrong with loving your neighbor. There is nothing wrong with wanting other people to be happy, to be healthy, to be successful, just like I want to be healthy and happy and successful. And so I wanted to create a a clothing line that you can buy online that if you want to buy a hat that resonates with you, you can show these people, whether you're a coach or you're on the PTA or you're someone in the community, in the neighborhood or in the ward, that you can wear that someone, whether it be a kid or an adult, that's struggling can say, oh, that's a message of love. That's a message of hope. But the main impetus for me to start this, so by the way, 
this is not a money-making venture for me. Yes, we charge for the products, but I'm in the hole, thousands and thousands of dollars getting this store where it is today. I make my money practicing law and building real estate projects. That's how I make a living. I I don't anticipate I'm going to make much money doing this. If I'm able to cover my cost, wonderful. But as of right now, this is my tithing. This is my my passion project. <laughs> a is, much better use. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so that's what I'm doing. But Utah um, has a public health crisis and it's a dirty little secret that everyone knows about, but no one talks about. We have the highest suicide rate in the nation. Our suicide rate is 34% higher than any other, than the next highest state in the country. The number one leading cause of death for children age 18 and younger in Utah is suicide. And from 2011 to the present, that number and that demographic has doubled. And that hasn't happened in any other state in America. Now, if you are part of the LGBTQ community, that risk is three to four times higher. Now, people don't realize when you say 3X or 4X, that's 300 or 400% more. Mm -hmm. And what that translates to is two people per day in Utah are successfully killing themselves and about eight per day aren't successful, but try. And so I figure there's a lot of reasons behind that. There's a lot of contributing factors for why that is what it is. And I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be an expert, but my thought is if I can create apparel that people can wear that shows love, it shows hope. It shows, Hey, there's a friend right there. That's a plus for me. And if one kid or one adult sees someone wearing my product and feels loved or takes a step back from, from a, making a terrible decision, then that's wonderful. So this, um, this project really hits home for me because my, my business partner who was helping me with all of my online marketing, he just killed himself on Friday. And um, it was sudden. It was unexpected it was completely earth shattering. Um, his family called me right after it happened and said, did you know about this? Had he said anything to you? Like what was going on? Um, and I said, no, I, I had no idea. I just spoke to him the day before and he was so excited because of, of how, how much attention the, the, the clothing brand was getting. And I talked to his brother last night and his brother said the last conversation I had with him, he was so excited and so optimistic about ally parent apparel and and the message it was bringing to people and, and just the potential it had and he goes that's why we're all so shocked and so i mean i don't know why this happened i i wish it hadn't happened i i am devastated that it did happen but we have an opportunity to effectuate change and we have an opportunity to break a pattern that is literally destroying our communities. And these, these people that are killing themselves, these are our children. These are our mothers and fathers. These are our brothers and sisters. These are our neighbors, our friends, our work colleagues, our teachers, our coaches, our, our community members. These aren't random, like nobodies. I mean, these are, these are people that are an integral part of our lives. And so that's that was the that's the the reason behind Ally Parent Apparel, and it's a passion project for me. Again, it's I'm net negative financially because of it, but seeing you guys wear those shirts, 
it, it, it really makes me happy. It, it really, it makes me feel like I've done something worthwhile and I'm, I'm really proud of that. No, you one, have done something worthwhile. Absolutely. Sorry. What were you going to say, Landon? I was going to say one of the things I really like is, is how subtle the messages are, but how important they are, because as you said, you know, with, uh, with the teenagers and, and the LBGT community so much of the time, especially in the church, they're kind of told you only belong if you don't act on it, or you only belong in such a, but to say something as simple as we all belong is really a message that we, who, who can, who can deny that that's a good thing that we all do belong. And so I, I think the messaging it's, it's not a big political shout out or anything. It's, it's a simple message of love, as you said. And so the the one the one truth, if there is such a thing, the one eternal truth I've learned as part of this journey is I am worthy and I've always been worthy. And so are you. You're worthy and you've always been worthy. You're worthy of God's love, of your parents' love, of your spouse's love, of the community's love. You're worthy. You you've always been worthy. And those those teachings and those um, behaviors that make you feel less than that comes from a dark place that comes from an evil place. And it comes from a place that has no belonging in my life and it won't have any belonging in my children's lives. Yeah. And, and you had said before, that's one of the reasons that you want to do this legacy and letting everyone know where you are and where you stand and what you value. And that's important to kids and to everyone. So no, I, and I think especially in Utah, the other message is out there, unfortunately, sometimes okay. overtly, sometimes not overtly. It's just, you know, it reminds me of a, a situation in our neighborhood years ago where um, a girl came out on Facebook and she was a young adult. And she said, I expect to, um, lose most of my friends. And I was actually very pleasantly surprised to see that many people in the neighborhood and ward wrote right back and said, you be you, you know, we love you, what you said, you're valuable. And she said, I'm going to be posting things about my life and who I really am. So if you don't want to see these, I'm perfectly fine. Just unfriend me. And I was thought, oh no, but I was happy to see that people did support. It was amazing. And then she met someone, um, she got engaged, and then she started asking questions like, do any of you know anything about planning a wedding? Her own family would not help her support, you know? And again, I was like, oh, this poor girl. But amazingly, again, all these people that, you know, and, and it's, it's such a leap, I think, for some people because they're getting these other messages at church that to even congratulate or support is not what you're supposed to do, but people were going out on a limb and they were supporting and helping and giving advice on planning, you know, wedding and reception and everything. And then at the actual reception, uh, the parents would not be, they were there, but they would not stand in a picture with this couple. And I was again, oh, and then just heartwarmed to see that people in the ward that you would never, or in the, I should say neighborhood ward, you know, never expect it, said, we'll stand with you. And so we had all these, you know, parent age couples come up and stand with them as if they were the parents. It almost makes me choke up just to say it, but I was stunned, you know, because sometimes you think, oh, the overall message is this other thing, but there are people trying to make a difference, whether through support like that or wearing a hat that says, I care, you're awesome. And it's just so needed. I mean, my kids um, here in Utah County went to school during the era where there were many, many 
suicides, unfortunately, in the high school that my one middle son went to, like there were several calls during the year where students either had to go look for someone who was in danger or the actual call that someone had had taken their life. So it's a very real thing, you know, to kids, to parents, you know. And and I like Bill's focus, you know, it's ally parent Mm -hmm. uh, apparel. And Mm -hmm. I think you're, you know, targeting specifically parents is really where I think we see the change happening in the church. You know, obviously we saw Elder Gong and his, you know, that he wouldn't even pose with his uh, son and and his, uh, I think it was his boyfriend. Uh, But I think that a lot of the changes are happening because parents are saying, I choose my child over the church or over these teachings. And so I think you've really focused your, your product where it needs to be that parents can stand up and say, I support my child, uh, regardless of, of, you know, what they choose or what my beliefs are. I, I choose my child over those beliefs uh, and I choose love. So uh, I think you've picked the perfect name for your, uh, for, for your product. Uh, you were on Good Things Utah recently. Um, how, how was uh, that? That was great to see uh, that. How, how have you been able to promote and how's, uh, how's this been received by the community? So that was that was just the the craziest thing. So one of my buddies from high school uh, reached out to me and he goes, "Hey, I heard about your new website." And I was like, "You did how?" And it's just people talking to people talking to people. He goes, "Well, I'm a producer on Good Things Utah, and we would love for you to come and talk about your your new website." And I was terrified. Keep in mind, like I've gone to court before. I've, I've argued in front of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco. I, I, I'm, I'm usually not afraid of public speaking. I was terrified. I was so nervous that I was going to say something that wouldn't be well, well received or that I was going to offend somebody. And good thing is Utah, they were wonderful. They they put me at ease. They, they helped. They kind of walked me through everything. And uh, they couldn't have been sweeter and kinder and more supportive. And then... Um, from the time they they said okay the segment's over and I was collecting my stuff walking out to my car walking out to my car from the time I left the studio to the time I got to my car in the parking lot we had five new orders hmm. um and so I was I was really excited about that not necessarily because it's like oh sales um right. it was the message um and and so you know a portion of all of our profits are being donated to these LGBTQ plus um charities here in Utah Encircle Utah, which is a, a, a place that provides shelter for uh, young people who've been kicked out of their homes uh, because of of coming out. Also, the Utah uh, Pride Flag Initiative, which puts flags out during Pride Month and and other uh, other events, and also the Utah Pride Center, and also the Trevor Project, which is a national charity um, that that is about suicide prevention. Wow, that's excellent. So you're really giving back. That's completely your message. And that's wonderful. That is so exciting. I was going to ask you, I've been reading, kind of following um, David Archuleta and his little journey that he's had recently. And I don't know if you want to talk about this a little bit, but I was so disheartened to hear as he's going around doing these concerts in Utah and, you know, how a lot of artists will share personal information, maybe riff a little on what's going on in their life. And as he kind of does that toward the end of the concerts, it sounds like um, some people are walking out 
or writing emails later and complaining and saying, that's not why we're here. And I just, I was so disheartened to hear that. Have you been following that story at all with David? Yep, I have. And I I saw the news stories and I've been watching some of the comments on Twitter. And um, it's always interesting to me when people post on social media, that stuff's forever. Like that doesn't go away. And you see some of these men and women who are, you're like, I know exactly who you are and what church you go to and where you work. And you're saying these hateful, ugly, bigoted comments about a guy that's just out there singing music, telling his story. And it's like, if I, I just, I, I, that will never make sense to me while people choose to publicly act that way and think there's not going to be ramifications to them. Um, just for, for putting that type of ugly out in the world. I, I think David Archuleta is extremely brave. I think that's got to be scary as can be to do what he's doing. Um, and, you know, if I'm being honest, I was terrified to put my name and face out there with Ally Parent Apparel. Um, the, the business community here in Utah is dominated by very conservative members of the church. And I was I was afraid that, hey, look, if I do this, I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose my ability to make a living in certain circles. But then someone like David Archuleta, I was like, you know, if these people can risk everything to to live their true self, the least I can do is saying, hey, I hear you, I see you, and I support you. I, I, I would be a coward and a hypocrite if I didn't do the same thing, knowing what they're putting on the line. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing, uh, you know, a lot of changing attitudes. And and some of that is, you know, is people have to get to know these people. And so once you once you know and appreciate uh, someone and then you find out that they're gay and, you know, a lot of people in the church have never met anybody because they're in such a bubble or they're so isolated and they're not welcome at church so much. And so, you know, for me myself, uh, you know, growing up, uh, in a very conservative, you know, uh, I was taught that homosexuality was a sin and and it, it never really hit me until that November 15th policy uh, came out. And I was struggling with that going, this just doesn't make any sense to me. And then as I uh, as I heard stories of, you know, a mother whose whose husband left and, and uh, married a, another man, but he was still believing in the church and he they had children who one was already a, a deacon and and he had one that was going to be baptized and the father was supportive of the church and and that that process and once i started saying well that just doesn't make any sense that it how, how do you take a 12 year old who is a deacon and he's grown with all of his friends and now all of a sudden you say you can't you can't be baptized or you can't progress in your priesthood and i think when we see these type of stories and David Archuleta's stories, it makes a difference. And people start saying, this this just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And it starts to change minds. So uh, again, another parent uh, opportunity where where we see change and people see that. So uh, I, I think it's important that even though we see some hate around it, I think it's a good thing ultimately that we're going to start seeing change as pe- people just get to know so many people that are wonderful people. Yeah, I um I get a fair amount of hate mail on a daily basis on my social media platforms and I've been called a groomer, I've been called a pedophile, I've been called all sorts of names and and that just gives me juice to keep going. It's like, well, if you're out there, 
I'm going to be out there doing what I'm doing. If you're out there doing that type of crap, I'm going to be doing what I, I'm doing to counteract you. That's right. Times 10. I mean, that's just incredible that you really get that kind of pushback just for having a supportive clothing line. That's So I think that we're going to incorporate um, in post-production some different pictures of some of your different apparel because it's not just shirts and sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk a little bit about the other things um, that we can find on Ally Parent Apparel? And then in post-production, we'll add some of the slides so you guys can see. These are just seriously amazing products. They're just oh, wonderful. Oh, you're sweet. So we have water bottles, we have tumblers, we have coffee mugs. We have all types of hats. So I call this the dad hat. And then I, I showed earlier, you've got kind of the flat brim hat that kind of the, the summer sales bros can wear. Um, <laughs> we have uh, we have t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have long sleeve shirts, we have stuff for men, women, kids. Um, so basically, oh, we have totes, like uh, book bag totes. I think yeah. I, I think I made ones, especially yeah. for, for the, the book club here. It's true. Bill designed one just for the good book club. It was amazing. Uh, we're working on candles, um, mouse pads, you know, however, however you want to show your support and love, we, we're going to try and design and, and have a product for you. And, and they're all reasonably priced about mm-hmm. what you'd pay for any, uh, you know, shirt of this quality. Uh, so very reasonably priced. Uh, as well. Yeah, we've um so one thing I I'm I'm a nerd in a lot of respects and so I I dug into uh sourcing products, production producing the products, shipping the products, the type of product, the quality, how it washes, all of that stuff and I've I've got a matrix on and all of this stuff and my margins are not that great. Um and that's just because I I don't have the ability to scale and buy a warehouse and buy a, a printing press myself. Um Yeah. 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 uh one can hope right but um i uh we wanted to get stuff that was very high quality that was uh tastefully designed that you could wear to a boardroom you could wear to your cubicle you could wear on the on the on a bus or a train you could wear on the ski slopes you could wear you know in a restaurant and not get you know paint or soup thrown on you, you know, just stuff that you could wear anywhere uh, or to a soccer game or to a, a PTA function. And it's stuff that you can wear, whether you, you want to be out and proud, or you want to just be an ally, or you want to just be on the very, very, very far end where you're like, I see you, I support you, but I'm not wearing a rainbow type thing. And it's fun. I've had, I've had very masculine, hairy chested, bearded men come up to me saying, I'll never wear a rainbow, but I'll wear that. <laughs> That's it. There's a way for everyone to express and to support as they're comfortable, which is important. So, and you had mentioned before, I think that maybe even some jewelry possibly yep. was in the future, which, cause I have a wonderful little rainbow ring that I wear. And again, you can wear that to work. Nobody, you, you're not out there with some something, but you can just kind of have that and sort of say, this is me, this is who I am. So yep. we're working on necklaces, bracelets, earrings, rings, all of that stuff. Are, are you marketing mainly in Utah? Are you marketing all over the country? What's the best way that we can help? Is it word of mouth or? It's it's word of mouth. And it's all, to be honest with you, it's all been on social media or on Good Things Utah. And I'm, I, anything you can do to help, whether it's posting our website or our Facebook page or our, our Instagram page, or as you're out and about, just telling people, you know, do you like my shirt? Yeah. <laughs> do you like my hat? <laughs> Where can I get one of those? And why don't yeah. you say the name of your website? Just because some uh, some of our listeners are just listeners and they're not watching. It's Ally Parent Apparel. 
Com. Is that right? Allyparentapparel.com. And we'll add it to the show notes and absolutely and, uh, links absolutely. at the end. So. I know because I thought about you, Bill, when um, my family's an avid soccer family. So we've been watching the World Cup. And yep. of course, it's in Qatar. So there's some rules that are a little more strict and special than other places they, that they've had it. And one of the things that they've completely you know, outlawed is it, some teams will have rainbow bands that they want to wear in support or basically ally apparel can't do it they've been told you cannot you, you can literally get this. it yeah you, they could wear could, that. that that might that's make exact, that's exactly right yeah. and, and that that actually came to our mind when we were designing that is so in in some countries in the world even parts of africa parts of the middle east it is a capital offense to be a homosexual and and then supporting them is also, I mean, you're going to go to, it's not just, you're going to be frowned upon, you're going to jail. And so that's why we have different offerings is so you can wear it in most any situation and be okay. Yeah, no, it's so needed. It's absolutely so needed. And can I ask you, I mean, seriously, was there just a moment where you said, light bulb, this is what I'm doing. I mean, I know you said you'd been thinking about it or, I mean, was there one moment that you really said, this is it, I am going to do this. Was there it, any it was origination August, moment? August 19th. So I, um, I have, so I, I know I'm eclectic. I know I'm strange. I know I'm odd, <laughs> but like some nights I'll be working on a spreadsheet for work or, and I'll, I literally will have dreams about Excel formulas or I'll be working on a case and I will literally have dreams about, Oh, I could add this argument or I could add this paragraph to this document. And so it was August 19th. I woke up and I said, I'm starting an online store for allies. And um, it literally, it was just, it was August 19th. And, and you can look, we started the LLC the next day, founded the website the next day. And it just kind of went from there. You just went there. So you kind of sat up in bed, you got your lighted pen, right? Much like Russell Nelson, yes. and you started making notes. <laughs> I, I, I keep I keep a notepad next to my bed because uh, I have just random ideas. And most of the ideas are just like, okay, that was REM sleep nonsense. <laughs> and then there's other stuff that's like, oh, that's actually a decent idea. Um, Where did this, you come up with your design ideas? Literally just seat of our pants. Um it, it, we are not, um, graphic designers. We are not apparel people. I, I'm one of those people that like, whether it be architecture or design or something, I look at something, I say, I like that. I don't know exactly why, <laughs> but I like that. And so we'll just, we'll pull stuff down and then modify it and go on Shutterstock and go on Adobe and go on other places and kind of just work through it. Yeah, well, they're they're amazing, and we will incorporate some slides in this so people can see because they're they're just so different from anything I've ever really seen. And there was a there was a book club meeting a while ago. I can't remember what we read, but I always have a signature mug that kind of matches the book. And I needed an LGBTQ mug. I couldn't find anything out there. I ended up buying a white mug and getting like a vinyl cling for a window and kind of wrap. I mean, I basically made my own. You know, it's not a functional mug. You can't wash it, but. I was surprised that there wasn't more like out there. I went to many, many different stores looking for just something, you know, that I could have a mug or a bottle. And I was really surprised. So I it's think hard, really it's hard to on. find. And that, that honestly, from a, from a capitalist standpoint, I was like, there's a market niche here. Absolutely. There, there is a gap in offerings. And so I was looking at it, not just, I mean, the mission is the reason, but I was looking at it. I was like, you know, there really is a need for this type of stuff. 
Yep, there is. So um, how does your extended family uh, receive all this? Are they excited for you? Are they on board? Or I know they're not the ones well, writing the comments, right? Today. <laughs> no. Hopefully um, not. <laughs> so I, I haven't, uh, my my extended family is all LDS. Right. Um, and active and, and, you know, some of them are pretty prominent. And so I haven't really shared, I, in fact, I haven't shared any of it with them, but they all happened to see the news, uh, the, the good things Utah and they saw. And so I got a text message from my oldest brother, who's a, a, a veteran and is a pilot for FedEx. And he goes, when were you planning on telling your family about this question mark? And I was like, Oh no. And he goes, Uh-oh. and he goes, I think this is awesome. And I think you're going to be really successful when can I get some free merchandise? Uh, there you go. It's all about the free merch. So, no, I would imagine they're very proud of you. And many people in the church are, you know, supportive and they do want to support. And they're just kind of stuck in that, you know, between a rock and a hard place where the yeah. message, I mean, we had a, a, I can't remember if it was a letter, it was something in the stake where they said, even liking posts, you know, from people that are, you know, same sex couple, you know, don't even, you know, on social media, watch what you're liking or supporting. Cause we just want to make sure that, that, oh my goodness. And I think like what you said, Landon, the, the more extreme these things get, the more people just go, okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm pushing back. I can no longer live like that. You know, whether it was the November 15th policy, which is kind of what broke Landon's shelf or, you know, just the more extreme it gets, the more thinking people go, nope, okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm not going to be on board anymore. So, and, and there you go. And that's well, when you pick up your mug and you put on your shirt and you just say, I'm here, a friend and an ally. Oh, and that's your logo. Hold that up. We'll have that on the website too. So, oh, see, boy, when you, when you go, you go big. You just woke up one night and said, here I am. Here's my logo. <laughs> I, I think the neat thing about what, what uh, you just said is that uh, just like uh, you know, when you leave the church, you think, "Am I the only person who who is in this in this boat?" And all of a sudden, you realize, "No, there's a lot of them out there." And I think I think a lot of the members inside the church say, "Am I the only one who really supports these people?" Uh, and, and and you and start would, seeing it come out. Uh, and and I would like to echo that message for anyone watching or listening to this: is that there is happiness and love and laughter and success just as much, if not more so on the other side. And that the people who have left are very well-intentioned, smart, loving, spiritual people who for whatever reason couldn't stand it anymore. And that they're not these weird out there extremists. Um, They're regular, you know, lock, stock and barrel members of the church who just had enough. And, and, and I, I often tell people that today, my children have the very best version of their dad that has ever existed because of some of the choices I've made in the past couple of years. And those choices were gut-wrenching. They were frightening. They were hard. And there's there's been a lot of, 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 of uh, stress associated with it. But today they have the best version of their dad that's ever existed. And that's what I want to tell people is that, look, if you are struggling with this stuff, what toll is that having on your personal life, on your health, on your relationships with your spouse or your children or your friends, or even at work? 
Are you performing the best you can at work or for your, your partners or your investors? Or are you the best dad or mom you can be because of shouldering this, this burden of like, ah, just this, put this on the shelf and put this on the shelf and wait till the next life. And it's like, no, this may be the only life we have. This may be the only shot we have. We might as well live it and enjoy it and do the very best we can while we're here, because this may be all there is. You, you are the epitome of what this podcast is about, Bill. Someone <laughs> who has left after a hard struggle and then found a way to make a difference in people's lives. And I just applaud you for it. It's great what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's wonderful. Yeah, I don't think we could have said it better ourselves. That that whole spiel should be our tagline at the end of Mormonish. That was wonderful because <laughs> no, and we like to tell people Mormonish means we are Mormon. You know, we grew up Mormon. We're with Mormons. Our family is Mormon, and we're just living a different kind of life and a life that's better for us on the other side of it—a life full of joy. So, and we want to yeah. change minds of those inside to some of these things, like being more accepting. So, yeah. One one uh, t-shirt at a time, right? That's right. So, That's right. Uh, well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Bill, for coming on today. And we will include all links and all information so that you guys can um, find out more about Ally Parent Apparel and order some of this for yourself because it's absolutely wonderful. And, and, and please share with your friends uh, this message, share. get it out. Uh, That's right. This is very, very important. So, all right. Well, excellent. Thank you, everybody. And we'll say uh, goodbye from Mormonish for today. Thank you so much. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Mormonish. We really appreciate our listeners and would love to hear from you if you have a story you'd like to share. You can email us at mormonishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, mormonishpodcast.org. And don't forget to look for us on YouTube and like and subscribe. Keep joyful, everybody.